It's time for more Bet MGM tonight with Ryan, Trista, and Nick on the BetQL Network, presented by Bet MGM. Oh, how about those Knicks and those Celtics, Ryan? You're on one side, but you don't. You got to stop Come fading in, my Lana. Knicks, man. Stop fading them. Well, I'm I'm more concerned about my Celtics, who are up big. <laughs> Celtics. They put up 81 points in the first half. Literally, nobody plays defense on the Pacers at all. Like this team just gives up a ton of points. If they could ever get to be just like an average defensive team, they're going to be so good. Yeah. So good. There's so much going on tonight. My brain is like, Pshaw. I know. Georgia Tech's up five on North Carolina. That's pretty big, right? Especially the way that yeah. North Carolina's playing. They're number three in the country. Now it's a four-point game. Marquette just went back up eight, which is brutal. That was the game that made no sense. So Villanova actually closed this one-and-a-half-point favorites. Villanova this season, I know they're at home, but Jay Wright ain't walking through that door. And they're also only 11-9 and nine this season, four and five in Big East play. Marquette's the number nine team in the country, and they're one-and-a-half-point dogs. So I just blindly bet Villanova, which is never a good idea. <laughs> Never I get that. Sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. We had two of those tonight because then Kansas State's unranked and they're playing Oklahoma, but that doesn't look to matter either as Oklahoma's up carries the one. 23 to 9. <laughs> wow. So, yeah. yeah. Jason Tatum, by the way, 23 points, three rebounds, four assists in the first half for the Celtics. 81 66, Boston up at halftime. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton back, 4 14 in the first half, 10 points, five assists, three rebounds. So His number was 20 and a half. He'll probably get it. Points wise, mm-hmm. yeah, because at this point it could be assists with the, the way For he sure. plays. You know, although it's been a while that it's since he's been. A, what was his assist tonight? I stayed away just because I was like, I, don't, I didn't see that. Yeah, I just I, when a guy comes back from injury, I always want to give it just like a little bit. Just just want to kind of long stretch. You miss like a game or two. Like I'm not worried about Embiid if he plays tonight necessarily, but you know somebody that misses his number is 36 and a half. Though. Embiid, mm. yeah. Well, I mean, who's what's Golden State going to do? I mean, yeah, they really, have nothing to they, stop him. They got nothing. So and he probably he'll probably go for 45 against him if yep. he plays. Or he may just not even play because whoever knows. Lakers down 11 at halftime. We, we love it. Talk, I almost cussed. That's what I'm effing talking about. Man, LeBron's got eight points. They're, he's just three of six. The, the problem is, like, the Lakers have a team that is at least relatively balanced. They, they addressed some of their needs. They added more shooting last year, some more defense. And you just think, this all makes sense. Maybe it is Darvin Ham. I know I Keith Smith, who was on earlier, said there's no talk about getting rid of him. But, like, you watch this and go, something's wrong. The players are absolutely bus-tossing him after the game, too. Yeah. They're not saying his name directly, like Keith Smith alluded to, but they are absolutely talking about, like, lack of adjustments, that the rotations don't have any consistency. They go back to the rotation that got them to the Western Conference Finals. He abandons it after one game that they win. It just doesn't make any sense. It's like a man who's trying to get fired. Yeah, and I don't think they're going to turn it around, to be honest with you. I don't, feel, I don't feel good about the Lakers. I don't, I don't think they're like a move away from turning that thing around, especially like when you look at the West. I feel obviously much better about my Clippers out in Los, Los Angeles. You know, these young teams. And then Denver. You know, I, I just Denver. I mean, the regular season doesn't even matter. They just have no. to be a top four seed, and they've earned that right, though, right? In the past, fine. you would say, "No, you got to win a title before you do it." Now Denver has. It's relatively the yeah. same team. No Bruce Brown, obviously, but you know they're they're focused on being healthy because once Jamal Murray was actually healthy, I mean, this is a team. Now you look and say, "You got a one-two punch plus all the other weapons you have on that team." They've earned that right, and that's what they need, right? Because yeah. like your best player, I don't think these days could be a point guard. Like in the playoffs, you need a big Unless or you need he's a seven wing. Feet tall. Yeah, and they have Jokic who could go out and be their best player, yeah. but also they have Jamal Murray, and then uh, he could go out and close games too. And, and then Jamal it, Murray's big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like them a lot again this year. Spoiler alert. 
yeah, not as much. As I mean, the, the Nuggets are in the position price. to the Nuggets are in position to be this type of team for for years to come. They got a good front office. They've made smart decisions. They identify talent in the draft, and they've locked up the talent that they want to keep there. And you can build around that. So, yeah, as we can have fun as much as we want, looking at like the Thunder or the Timberwolves right now. But I, I just don't trust young teams like that until you get one or two years, right? you got to go the through NBA, the playoffs yeah. a little bit. You have to go through those playoff losses and, and get that experience. And, you know, maybe the dark horse is the Clippers. Nuggets and Clippers, Western Conference Finals. Yeah, see, like the Clippers, I would trust. A bunch of guys that have been there before. Yeah, They're and just I actually never would. Yeah, yeah, I would. They're healthy. They're actually a team that looks like a true contender. It's just, again, we haven't seen them stay healthy until knock on wood right now this year for the most part. So you just kind of like sit back. It's like, think of how much this year we talked about you know, well, the Dolphins could, but we need Tua to be healthy. Well, the Ravens, but you got to have Lamar get healthy. They both were healthy. Other things went wrong. At least the Ravens made, a, you know, the AFC Championship game. But Lamar stayed healthy, and we saw what they were capable of. If the Dolphins didn't get decimated by injuries on defense, they could have been a different team. But we know that they were soft. But you know what I mean? Like, you have these teams where you see what's on paper. It's just whether or not they can actually put that thing together and everybody stays healthy. So that's certainly where the Clippers are right now. But Kawhi can put that team on his back. With and Paul Ty George. I mean, yeah, you're right. And Ty Lu obviously has that experience too, and really one of the better coaches in the NBA. I don't think there's any question I about what he gets out of guys. It's him. It's Eric Spolstra. Mm-hmm. It's Michael Malone, and that's like those are the Tom three. Thibodeau. Come on, Tristan. Those, Look at what's going on in New York. Those are the yeah, three I tits. trust in terms of like making adjustments in game yeah. and preparation. I remember the Utah Jazz were the number one team in the NBA. They had the best offense in the NBA, and. Ty Lue decided to play Nick Batum at the five and absolutely decimated the Utah Jazz. Put Rudy Gobert in a tailspin and went five out, and it was curtains. And I remember being like, wow, Ty Lue, what a coaching performance that was. Mm -hmm. He continuously did did that actually same thing against the Mavericks when they were on the ropes as well. And, And all of a sudden, Kawhi went completely robot, and they win that series. So, yeah, man, I, I think Ty Lue is, is, one of the best in the business. Yeah, really underrated, really damn good. I didn't know, obviously, like in the beginning because of the LeBron stuff. Same but... thing with Spo. Both of those guys got almost underrated because LeBron was there. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, there are certain teams, too, where you're able to, like we talk about the Lakers being, you know, there's just always this type of turnover. You can't really develop any chemistry when you're constantly changing up important players that are part yeah. of a rotation. You can't figure it out. While the Nuggets, on the other hand, have... Again, no Bruce Brown this year, but like they've got generally the same core that they had that won a title, and they've been together for a couple of years, so you build that continuity. It's the same thing, you know, even in the NFL, right? We talk about continuity with offensive coordinators and young quarterbacks and how important that is. I mean, we spend so much time talking about Ben Johnson in Detroit. I think it's important to, like, C.J. Stroud is really lucky that Bobby Slowick is going to stick around in Houston because that was the big question is, is he really ready to be a head coach yet? It might be a little bit early, but we see what he was able to do with Stroud. But now he's sticking around. He gets an extension, and that doesn't mean that he can't go somewhere and talk you know to another team about being a head coach in a year but if you're cj stroud the offensive coordinator that helped you look like a franchise quarterback i mean instantly is sticking around longer that means so much to a texans team that i would argue has an even brighter future than the detroit lions when did offensive coordinators or coordinators in general start bolting as soon as they got success with their team because it feels like as soon as you get momentum Mm -hmm. especially like these young up-and-coming teams like the eagles for example it's like as soon as you get hot as a coordinator you're gone and then that team's kind of like without i blame sean mcveigh he changed it all 
We guy got it. Guy got it so young. Yeah, remember when everybody was ripping the move too? Like, mm-hmm. oh man, this guy's too young. This mm-hmm. is two years too early. But yeah, I'd rather get my guys two years, two my guy two years early than not get him at all. And with McVeigh, it was the right move. They went to the playoffs the first year. They won double digit games. He fixed Jared Goff, uh, fixed that offensive line, fixed Todd Gurley. Not that he really had to. Todd Gurley was just running behind a really bad offensive line. Yeah, I mean, now it's like you got to capitalize when you're hot. Like, that's why I was surprised that Ben Johnson didn't go. But he'll probably only be hotter next year. Because yep. I don't think that yes. offense is going to regress. No. And have all the same defense pieces. Defense will probably get better. And I don't think mm-hmm. there's a team in the NFC that's really going to get any better. Maybe Green Bay, you know, because mm-hmm. they have a first-round pick and an early second-round pick because of the Rodgers trade. But divisional rivalry but games in, in a playoffs, you never know what you're going to get. Vikings probably lose Kirk Cousins. You know, like who's going to get better in the NFC? Maybe Atlanta gets Kirk Cousins. I, I don't. I don't know. I'm not totally ready to just write off the Eagles at least regular season. They should get better. I think uh, they'll get better just because. Yeah, I mean, anytime you replace Matt Patricia, I mean, you could pl- replace upgraded, him with an egg. They upgraded their Kellen coordinators. Moore, Kellen Moore is is a very innovative mm-hmm. offensive mind. Yeah. Sometimes a little too innovative. Sometimes mm-hmm. a little too Madden esque. But listen, he turned Dak Prescott into a very like elite quarterback. I think it'll be a good fit with Jalen Hurts. Yeah. I mean, I'm not ready to write them off, Dallas off. It's good regular season yeah. teams. These are teams that but, you at least know they can do it in the regular season. But yeah, Detroit should still be around next year, now with Ben Johnson coming back. If he doesn't come back, I think they probably regress. But yeah. I, you I know, think no, the Rams. It's huge for golf. The Rams. Yeah, I love Rams the Rams. Are get Rams are going for sure. Yeah, so there are, there are certainly teams. But again, that's... Maybe Seahawks. Detroit's right in the mix. Yeah. <laughs> Who's the right coach going to be? And yeah. the quarterback. <laughs> yeah. The Geno. Maybe they get worse. Maybe they get better. Yeah. Who knows? They, they might actually right be back, the odd but... team out if you're starting to look at some of these. Like, we just named some team. I mean, the Eagles were obviously already a playoff team. Rams were already a playoff Cardinals team. Cardinals would be better. Packers. Cardinals, Not much yeah. better, but a little well, better. Depends on how they draft. Full season yeah. of Kyler now. Healthy. Bears a... will be better with Caleb Williams. Yeah, probably. God, Commanders actually. can't be any worse. That's true. We don't know who the coach is going to be. Maybe the commanders are the new Texans, though. I could see them, like, really taking a jump, depending on who they get as a coach. Mike McDonald's got to be the guy. I just don't know who else. Yeah, he doesn't even have to move, you know? Yeah, he just has to drive. You just got to commute like I am. Maybe me and him could ride together. (laughs) Maybe you want to split parking with me. Maybe you could be his uh, offensive assistant. Yeah. It'd be perfect. That'd be awesome, wouldn't it? <laughs> like like me and Gordy, my grandpa going back in the day to two a days. I think they have something like that called Sluggo or something like that in the DC area where you just like get in somebody's car and, and you just get on the freeway and go. Like, there's some sort of program. Scott, are you familiar with there's this? There's some wild stuff it's that like, I didn't know about. It's a, that long sounds familiar. Commute, it's a long commute carpool with strangers. I think it's called Sluggo. I think that's what it's called. I think that was like an energy drink, too, in Japan. (laughs) It would be a good one. Pretty sure. That sounds familiar, though. Yeah, where you like, or maybe it's like you get in one of those commuter lots. I think it's maybe you get in like a commuter lot, and there's those big vans that take you. Slug line? I think it's called slug slug line. Oh, my kid's not listening. Buddy, you do not get in vans. (laughs) With strangers. Stranger danger. If they offer you candy, go the other way. You ever get lost when you were a kid? No. I got lost one time at the fair. That doesn't surprise me at all. I just went up to some random stranger and I said, My name is Ryan Horvath. I am nine years old. I live on 608 Cornelia Street. My phone number is 81572. <laughs> and I just gave them all my info and they found my uh, they found my parents. Well, at least you were prepared. Yeah. This is good. Yeah. That was before all the concussions. You can That's remember your crazy. phone number, right? <laughs> <laughs> I still know my number. That, good for you. I'm I don't know anybody else's. I don't save numbers. Ryan used to be a, a whiz kid. And now he's a whiz kid with multiple concussions. It's like if in like uh, that '70s show. You ever see the episode where they show before they were doing the circle, and Kelso's like a brainiac, 
he's a genius. Mm-hmm. And then they show him obviously after they discover the weed. I remember my uh, my smart. My middle brother got lost at a sesame place because we were going in one of those like water jungle gyms and they spray water on you. He didn't get want to get his hair wet. He didn't like getting his hair wet as a little yeah, kid. Yeah, I didn't either. It's a really weird thing. Um, so we got lost. He just, he just didn't like getting his hair wet. He used to be able to jump into water and somehow not go under. Like, he could get himself buoyant <laughs> enough to float. It was the most no amazing way. thing ever. And he's a 250-pound power lifter now. So, you know, hey. Now he's he buoyant, can't. buoyant yeah. in his own way, I guess. It's a little different. It's Pet MGM tonight. It's time for a short commercial break. Don't go anywhere, though, because we'll be right back with even more Bet MGM tonight. Presented by Bet MGM. <laughs> 